guys, it has been a while. <laughs> and I know everybody can agree with that. So, of course, you guys know I like to take breaks. I'm not consistent. We get that. So, I'm going to um, finally post part two of episode six. And in, um, let me just give you guys a um, review or um, let's just go over part one of episode six. So I met this lady online on Instagram, very sweet lady. And she is the mom, I want to say one of seven or eight children and so she talks about how she basically co-parents or tries to attempt to co-parent with her daughter's dad. Um, and sometimes it just doesn't work out right. But now her baby's in college. Yay! And um, she's making it. You know, she she's pressing on and, you know, she's doing what she got to do. She has the help of her mom, her grandmother. And sometimes we need that. We need um, you know, our village and our village can consist of anybody. It doesn't always have to be, you know, our family or someone close to us. A village is anybody who's basically willing to be there to help you out with your child or your children. And so um, this episode, part two, I give you guys the entire thing. It's two hours long, but because I've been missing in action, for a month and a half, I want to say, I am just going to go ahead and just give you guys the whole two hours or it's close to two hours after I edit it. But, and so episode seven, let's talk about that. I want to speak on generational curses. So if you want to be, uh, if you want to be a guest or if you know somebody who wants to be a guest. And another thing is you don't have to say your name because we will all be, um, I want to get everyone in the room and, you know, just have it all mapped out. I don't want to give too much, but the topic is going to be generational curses. So if you're interested, um, DM me on my podcast, Instagram, Moments Podcast, or you can text me. I'm sure a lot of you guys, my listeners, have my number. You can text me on Facebook. My name on Facebook is Natalia Therese. Or my, what is my other Instagram name? Oh, Natalia Party of Four on Instagram. So one of those names, usernames, you can DM me. And so that's going to be pretty dope. But yeah. So what have I been doing lately? I've been shopping for school supplies. I've been shopping for school clothes, uniforms. I've been trying to start a new craft because I like arts and crafts. But I don't know. It's just always I'll start looking on YouTube. Then I'll stop. I'll take a break. Just like with my podcast, as you can tell, I'll take a break and it'll be like an extended break. So I'm trying to start a new craft and that's going to be pretty fun because it's, I love arts and crafts again, but yes. So let's get into this episode, like, 
comment, um, leave your reviews. I'm pretty open. Hope you guys enjoy. All right. Yes. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We had some type of, I don't know, meltdown. I almost had a meltdown. <laughs> yes but okay let's start from where we were all right so we're still at uh you know changing the daughter's last name and her being excited and performing in the office and it was just a monumental um it was just monumental because it was like him accepting her and uh kind of absolving all of the rumors of the child not being his it was a good time for me. Mm -hmm. I was like, finally, you know, it took five years, you know, but hey, we are here. We are, you know, she is his. And, um, you know, school started. Everything's going kind of good. And I still, um, you know, everything's going kind of good. And I'm still working at the same place. And I realized, I need more money and I, you know, I want my own place. I want to move. I want to do these things. And he and I are starting to think about moving in with each other and mm. homeboy still doesn't have a job. Mm. And I'm thinking about shacking up mm. and I'm like, wow, you know, maybe this, maybe this will work. Maybe this will work. Maybe it will work. We are in 2006. Maybe it will work. Um, it didn't it didn't it didn't you know it had its ups and downs and here we are um so you you were you were taking care of the bills him and your baby yep all i live in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. call me boo boo the fool at any point in time Mm because i tell you now (laughs) if my child ever thought to do the same Mm -hmm. everybody's catching havoc (laughs) Uh, i'm absolutely stepping in Mm -hmm. (laughs) I absolutely stepping in. Um, I think my mother didn't step in out of fear. Okay. Um, and in addition to once my stepfather came back from Iraq, the two of them uh, were all of a sudden getting a divorce. They were separated. Mm-hmm. So okay. she was going through her own thing. Yes. Me having my own drama, it was she grown. She going to have to learn how to deal with it. I have this to deal with and I have two children to take care of as a result of this marriage. And so everything is crumbling before us. Mm. And she is literally my backbone because now she is an educator at the same school my siblings and my daughter go to. So she is the biggest help that I've ever had. You know, she made it so that I could go straight to work in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, And she could take, you know, my child to school. She could pick her up in the evening. She could do homework with her. So pretty much by the time I got home, it was just me spending time with her, giving her a bath, and then her going to bed so we can get up the next morning and have the same routine. Mm -hmm. And so we went on with this for a little while. I ended up getting a new car. So guess who had their car 24-7-365 again? Me! (laughs) I got a new car. And um, it was really awesome. Because I felt, you know, I could do things now. I could mm-hmm. hang out and do things with my kid without having to ask, hey, can I drive my car today? Yeah. You know, I need to I need to do X, Y, Z. And I don't have to hear my mom's mouth, well, you need to get your car back. Or how you pay a car note for a car that you don't even see? You can't even drive. 
Uh-huh. And um, I got it. I understood. Once I got my car back, I said, I'm never letting somebody drive my car like that again. That lesson learned. Thank you. I had to learn the hard way. I got it now. And uh, I didn't have a cell phone with the man anymore. He had to do his own thing. Mm-hmm. And we were still well, trying to figure it out. Okay. 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 So that summer, so it was summer of 2007. And he and I are not together. And I'm thinking about giving it another shot. I'm thinking about it. Here I am. You know, we still, you know, it's four kids between the two of us. He hadn't had another kid. Mm, let's figure it out. Maybe we could work it out. And over to your house or? No. Oh, okay. No. Um, you know, it, it, it was, you know, he didn't come in my house. He came. Oh outside the house or we spent time outside of my house because he was okay. no longer welcome, welcomed in the house after that incident. Okay. And so we had to, it was almost like we were sneaking around, so to speak, because he couldn't come in the house. So we had to okay. find other means of dealing with each other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. outside the home. Um, and that summer, you know, I'm telling one of my good friends, you know, I'm thinking about giving it another go. And I'm telling one of my good friends that has like the softest heart in the world, someone who would be like my yes woman, someone who would see a green light or a light at the end of the tunnel that would give me hope and and vision that things would work out and be positive. Right. Someone who would be like, girl, if you don't stop dealing with this dude, if you don't leave him alone or keep moving, Mm -hmm. what added value Mm -hmm. is it? So Mm -hmm. all the other friends are giving me the what added value is he giving? What are you doing? And this one I knew I could call and she would be like, well, maybe things will work out. She was very optimistic that way. (laughs) And so she's like, well, you know, come pick me up tomorrow. And so I can, you know, so we can go, you can take me to work. You can drop me off at work and we can go have lunch at this spot. And I wanted to go so bad. So I was like, yeah, I've never been. Let's go. I'm so excited. We having a lunch together and everything. Ooh, this is fun. And we get to the restaurant and she sits down with me and she's like, um, are you thinking about getting back with him? And I'm like, yeah. And then she lays the biggest story on my heart. And she's like, well, he has another baby on the way. And it's baby number five. Two intimate details about this because she had a relative that was really close with the young lady. And she could tell me that there was a domestic violence situation that took place so bad that the police had to intervene and he was arrested and I said okay so this is a problem for me I'm gonna have to leave this dude the hell alone Mm -hmm. because I'm not trying to get beat like that that right there scared me so bad I had to find an exit plan ASAP Mm -hmm. and so I couldn't tell anyone of my exit plans I didn't know if I would have support or had help Mm -hmm. so it was only one person that I told that was not in my circle that could help me and I did another move. I and I was applying for jobs on a regular basis because I knew that if I moved, I also had to change my employer. Mm-hmm. I also would have to change my numbers. But those things would come soon enough. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I did was I changed my employer. Um, my last day was December 4th of 2007. And... Um, that day, you know, the, the office took me out for lunch and we're celebrating. And my, 
my daughter gets sick at school and my my mom works at the same school but instead of calling her out of her classroom they started calling people on her emergency contact list and I hadn't removed her dad on the contact list. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't get in contact with me. So he was the next best person. And so when they call him, he, he in turn, you know, gets upset with the nurse because our daughter wouldn't come to the phone and talk to him. Mm-hmm. So he then cusses the nurse out, you know, <laughs> calling her all obscene names, telling her to put the baby on the phone. And our daughter is like, oh, no, you know, I'm perfectly fine. I'm going to go back to class. Yes. And on her way back to class, she decided to boo-boo on herself. So it was like, no, you're not okay. You definitely need to come back in. You definitely need to go home. But let me call your grandma out of her class. And so they call my mom out of her class. She comes down to the nurse's station. She picks my daughter up. She gets the opportunity to leave for the rest of the day. And the nurse also explains to her the conversation that went on with her dad. Mm-hmm. And so when I get back to my desk, there are up teen missed calls oh. from the school, from him, from my mom. I have voicemails that are going insane, cussing me out, calling me all types of names. And then I get to the one that I really need to hear, which is my mom that tells me my daughter is safe. Oh. And that she has her and that she's okay. Mm-hmm. So then when I call home to check on our daughter, my mom goes, you need to change that emergency contact list. They be calling up there, cussing people out like that. I work there at that school. I got to see them people every day. He may be doing that. And so I had to apologize to the nurse. I had to go into the school and change all their contact information and remove him from all of that. And then my mom ended up getting a new job. So I just transferred my daughter to the school that my mother was going with. Okay. And just made sure I did the paperwork and removed all um, all contact information and the fact that he was listed as a dad at all mm-hmm. so that he didn't have any right to come up to the school and take her in the event he knew what school she was in. Right. Because in the state that we live in, by default, we have joint custody, which okay. means mm-hmm. for everyone that does not know what that means, what I was informed and what I was told by our state is that if he so chooses to come to a location where our daughter is at and I am not, and he takes our daughter out of that person's care, he does not have the obligation to return our kid because we have joint custody by default. Right. Unless you get a court order, correct? Exactly. You have to have sole physical legal custody of your child or Mm -hmm. some type of arrangement by a court order that states that that child resides with you and what the father or the other co-parents visitation rights are we did not have any of that established so we are going by the default joint custody so with that being said i'm in a fight or flight and i'm high i'm playing hide and go seek with my kid yeah i've got her in a school somewhere i'm not too much telling people what school she goes to facebook hasn't taken off quite yet So I'm not posting anything or I'm not on social media at this time. Um, And I'm just living a real quiet life, so to speak. And that's December, you know, move on. The summer comes and uh, I move. I got a new address. And I had only one person that knew where I was moving to exactly. And that person is the person that helped me move. Um. I am forever indebted to this person because that person helped me 
transition from a situation that I didn't want to be in and was man enough to say, I'm not scared of that person. You know, they can say or do whatever. Um, I move, you know, I'm going to help you, you know, regardless of what anybody says. And that's exactly what he did. He brought one friend with him and they moved all my stuff from my mom's house to my new place. Nice. It it was the best thing in the world. Do you understand me? I, oh my God, I had to leave my job. Um, He was leaving me voicemail messages at work. Um, because I wasn't answering my phone from numbers I knew him to call from. So he was calling from numbers I didn't know and leaving messages. And the only message that stuck out in my head was the one where it said, bitch, I'm going to kill you. And so I decided, you know, it was in my best interest to call my dad at that point. I'm calling my daddy because, you know, he all big and bad. He can handle this. Instead of him, uh, you know, helping me out, what he did in turn was call his mama. And he gets on the phone with this boy's mom and she calls her sister. And it is like three women on the phone arguing with each other. My dad absolved absolutely nothing. The same way that boy talked to his mom is the same way my dad handled the situation talking to the both of those women on the phone. Mm. I ended up having to call the police department who met me at my house. And escorted me to the police station so I can get an emergency protective order. Mm-hmm. I had to go before the judge that day immediately. And this was after hours. So I got the temporary protective order. And in the state that we live in, a temporary protective order only lasts for two weeks. Which means you're good for two weeks. And then on that second week, that Friday, you have to go back before a judge and state your case. If they have, in fact, been able to serve him, he is supposed to appear to state his side, and then the judge makes a determination whether I am granted a actual protective order. Well, they were never able to serve him, so I was on temporary status for a whole month. Mm. And so on the last Friday, um, I go to court, and the judge told tells me, you know, um, we haven't been able to serve him, so this means that you have to start the process all over again. Right, you got to start all over again and tell them what happened, fill out the paperwork, and then you get another temporary one, and then you're going to come down here every other Friday to state your case. And I'm not trying to burn my leave that way. I would like to voluntarily use my leave for fun things, not to be running up and down the court for to protect myself. So I just gave up. Um, That following month, I got a new job. So I felt I was in the clear. I was going to move. I wasn't worried about it. Um, So I did. I moved and things went well. I didn't have any contact with him. I had no idea what he was doing out there. I didn't care. Um, I was having so much fun. It was like a weight lifted off my shoulders. However, it wasn't about me. The kid was suffering in the end because she didn't have that relationship with him any longer. Mm-hmm. It was a. It was almost like, you know, although I had removed him from my life, I had removed him from hers as well. Mm-hmm. So I tried to co-parent and, you know, use his mom as a medium because I could drop, you know, I felt comfortable. I'll drop her off over there and then he could visit with her or pick her up or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget his mom said, um, she 
couldn't. She was like, I can't even protect myself. How am I gonna protect her? Oh, and I'm like, bet. You know what? Stay left. Stay left. Like I got it. I get it. I got it. You know, I don't even want to put you in that predicament. Right. Right. Exactly. So it's like, you know what? She's scared. Ah, I get it. Let me not put her in that predicament, and I'm gonna go ahead and move forward. Mm-hmm. So, um, our daughter always wanted a turtle. So, what he did was try to convince her uh, to come with him by using the turtle. Uh, Daddy bought you a turtle, um, but you got to come get it from me. You got to come over grandma's house and get the turtle. And so, uh, while I'm at work, you know, he calls to talk to our daughter and he tells her to go stand in the corner so they can have a conversation. Oh. And so, no one can hear what they're saying to each other. So, she's in the corner. And when they hang up the phone, she's getting ready to go grab her jacket. Like, she's getting ready to leave. And so she tells my mom, my daddy told me to get my jacket and stand on the front porch. He's on his way to come get me. And my mom is like, let me call your mother, because that don't even sound right. Right. And so she called me to confirm. She's like, did you tell her she could go with her dad? And I'm like, uh, no, I didn't. Okay, because he certainly just called. He, I knew someone's up. She's standing in the corner talking to him and this, that, and the third. I'm like, all right. No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't give authorization to do that. That's not. That's not what I gave him authorization to do. I didn't even talk to him. He didn't even call me. So it was like he was going to uh, supersede me because he felt he had that right with that my mother or that relationship with her because mom has been sweet for him in the past. So he felt as though he could manipulate her and just go ahead and go around me to get to our child. No, no, no. I remember that word. You know, I'll take her so you'll never see her again. So let me set up protocols and let me set up ways that you won't ever be able to go around me to get to my kid. Because I'm not going to play no games with you. I don't do that milk carton thing. My daughter is no Malia Davis. I'm not having it. Mm -hmm. So with that said, it is what it is. Um, He, you know, decided to, that we were going to do a phone call type relationship. And so he told our daughter on this day that he was going to call her and talk to her. And um, he didn't call her back. And she was looking forward to it. And she was really hurt. Mm. And um, we left out that day. And we're on our way to the grocery store. And she's sitting in the back seat. I always put her in the middle so I could look up at her and I could talk to her. And we could look at each other eye to eye. Mm -hmm. And so she looks up at me and she says, Mommy, I love my dad. But I don't miss him. Mm. let me grow up without him. Mm. And I started bawling because she's saving me. Right. It ain't even about her. She a kid and she realized what she's doing. And she's saving me. And that, and how old is she at this age? She's seven. Seven. Okay. Wow. Well, I mean, wise beyond her years. She's saving me. Little do she know. Mm-hmm. and so we get back home and he calls and she's sitting in my bathroom on the floor and she holding her head like a grown woman like she's stressed on everything and he's like what's wrong you upset and she's like yeah and he's like well what you upset about she said this whole situation that's a big word right there what you talking about <laughs> this whole situation and so you know he confirms what she said and he was like well daddy gonna check on you and she's like all right you know, like, okay, he said, Daddy's going to check on you. I'm going to call you every day, even if you don't want to speak to me. And that was not lived at all. That was not lived at all. Uh, we didn't get those phone calls. It was, that was it. 
And uh, we just moved on from there. And life kind of went its own way. And we were able to do great things. Now, I had made an executive decision that once I left him alone, I was leaving the babies alone, too. So the siblings had to go, too. Everybody had to go in order to break free of him yeah for all you know nobody yeah. I couldn't have ties with nobody mm-hmm. I cut off a lot of people I didn't talk to any of his friends because of course those were his friends not mine. Mm-hmm. Um, their loyalties lie with him no okay. matter if he was right or wrong that's what it was and I had to accept that and I totally get that it wasn't about morals it was about loyalty and everybody had to go mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so I just had my little circle of friends and it was like maybe four of us you know, four people, four or five people that I talked to, and that was pretty much it. And I got to live my life. You know, I missed out on some of my 20s, you know, catering to him, running behind him, trying to play this wife without a ring. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what freedom was like until I got my own place and I was, you know, it cut my ties off. Right. And so, um, you know, I'm on Facebook one day and, you know, it's, just, uh, it's a couple of years later. You know, I'm on Facebook. Life is going well. And I had used my daughter's uh, child infant um, infant picture as my profile picture. Okay. And the craziest thing happened. A woman came to me in my inbox. And she was like, um, hey, you don't know me, but. And that's kind of like the story of my life. You don't know me, but. And then they come with, you know, the connection of him. And she's like, you know, my cousin. Um my cousin wants her daughter to know her only sister. And, you know, they look just alike. She's not catty. She's not this. This is her number. Give her a call. Mm-hmm. And so that day, I'm going to see Kirk Franklin at my church for free. You know, it's a whole group event. All of our my friends are coming to church and bringing our kids. I actually took off a little early so I could get good seats because the church packs up pretty quick, especially when Kirk Franklin is free. Mm-hmm. And so um, I call the young lady before I make my rounds and pick up everybody's kid so that we can all be at the church on time. And I'm talking to her and she sounds, you know, she talks like Rihanna. She has her accent. She sounds like she's from the islands. And, you know, um, her inquiry was, you know, I wanted my daughter to know her only sibling, um, her only daughter, her only sister. And, um, you know, he and I are cool. Um, he doesn't do the things that I've heard about him doing to you. He doesn't do those things to me. So I don't know anything about that. And truthfully, this relationship will be solely about the kids. You know, it won't have anything to do with him. And on my end, I'm like, well, honey, I'm trying to serve him for child support and for custody. So I'm trying to serve him. I'm looking for him. I don't know where he lives at. I don't have an address. I don't even have a number for real. So, you know, if you could help me, um, that would be great. And her help was, I can give him those papers for you. And I didn't want to put her in that predicament. I wanted of authority to do it because I wasn't going to do it. I couldn't do it. And I wasn't going to have a friend or a family member of any one of ours do it. It had to be a neutral person, somebody with a badge. Um, So I didn't take her up on her offer. And so we befriended each other for a couple of months. And, you know, one May, we're out, we're at, you know, a little, uh, like, Dave and Buster's type place, mm-hmm. and we're talking, and of course, you know, we're taking a drink or two, and the kids are playing, and she mentions that, um, 
she made a story or a comment that inferred that he was at the house waiting for her when she got home. Oh. Which gave me the inclination, like, oh, well, they live together. I can't believe this. They live right. what? this whole time. I can't believe it. You could have said, you know, he at my house. and You could serve him there if, if you, you know, really wanted to be of helpful, of service. Not right. do it for you. Just say, hey, right. you know, I understand. Serve him at my house. That ain't got nothing to do with me. That's his problem. You know, it was not that. It was let me intercede and serve him for you. So I felt away. And I dropped that whole relationship very quickly, understand me? Of course. And our daughter's birthday comes around. And because we weren't talking to each other and I had unfriended her, um, and I had his number as well by then, um, she decided to pop up at my daughter's school to deliver birthday gifts. Unannounced, unwelcomed. And because the school knows who my daughter is, my daughter's father is, and how his attitude is because my mother's co-teacher just happened to be someone who was on campus when number three was pregnant. Okay. And so she remembered everything that transpired, the nasty attitude, the mm-hmm. disrespect. And she knew like, okay, you know, we this is not a guy that we can play with. You know, I totally get it. And so that information transpired throughout the school and the principal um, also was like a church member of my mom. So she was definitely in on making sure that both my daughter and my mom were protected while they were in school, while they she was at work and one was getting an education. Okay. And so um, this young lady came up to the school. She felt so inclined to do so. And she had balloons and, you know, a bag and cards and things. And it alerted the school so bad they moved my daughter from this class she was in and took her down to my mother's classroom Mm -hmm. and then had my mother come up to the front of the school to see the young lady and to retrieve the gifts and then go back to her classroom and so when I got home uh, so he didn't know what school your daughter went to how did he find out and how did she find out that's a good question I may have told her okay I may have told her thinking that it was someone that I could trust Mm-hmm. Not knowing, not the, yeah, mm-hmm. not knowing everything or all the details, and uh, she came up there and just decided to drop the gifts off. But it alarmed the school so bad that they definitely went on like a lockdown, move her from you know, move her from that classroom to that classroom. And while they're moving my daughter from the classroom to my mother, where she can be safe. They're calling my mother to come up to the front of the school to see this woman and see what she wants and retrieve the gifts that she left at the desk. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think my mom interacted with the, the lady at all, um, interacted with her at all or got a chance to see her. The school just let her leave the gifts at the front office and she had to leave the premises. And so my mother came, got the gifts. And while I'm on my way home, she gives me a call and she's like, um, you need to do something about this. Like as if I did something wrong and I I had no idea what was going on. And she let me know that the girl came up to the school and dropped off gifts and everything. And I'm so mad. I'm so upset. Um, I called my dad and of course my dad is real rah-rah. Like you got handled your business. You got server up, da-da-da. You know, rah-rah dad. (laughs) (laughs) And then I called her dad and he was like, oh, that's your fault. You shouldn't have never befriended her. You should have never been friends with her in the first place. That's your fault. You better handle it. You better handle it. That's your fault. 
And I was like, you know what? It totally is my fault. You right? Yep, it is. I bet you I won't do this again. <laughs> I bet you I won't. And so that definitely severed ties with her um, being involved with her her younger sister. And this is number. What, what number is she? She's number six. Okay. And so um, from that point forward, um, you know, life kind of goes on. I start dating again and things are looking up. And uh, what ends up happening this time is I go to the club the following year in April. And I go to the club and I'm all dancing and everything. And I tell, I'm celebrating my stepbrother's birthday. So I'm like, hey, are you drinking something? Let me go to the bar and get you a drink. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, whatever you want to get me is fine. All right, great. At the time, my favorite drink was white gummy bears. Okay. And so I go to the bar and I ask for, you know, two white gummy bears. And the bartender is making small talk with me. And when she finishes my drinks and puts both of those drinks down, she calls me by my full government name and says, <laughs> she says, you don't know me, but our children have the same father. At that no way. I think he's in the club. So I start looking around for him and in the club, like, okay, he has got to be in there. Or maybe Ashton Kusher coming out because this has got, yes. got to be a joke, right? And so I said, well, as much as I would like to believe that to be true, I was artificially inseminated. <laughs> see, I'm not I'm not about to do that in here. I'm supposed to be having fun. This is not hey, more This is not all the place. Right. Right. I'm supposed to be having fun. Wait a minute. What is going on here? I said I was artificially inseminated. And she says, as much as I would like to believe that to be true, mm. our children have the same father. Mm. And I said, Well, according to mine, she don't have one. And her mm-hmm. rebuttal was well, mine hasn't seen him in two years. And I was like, well, damn, welcome to the family. How you doing? How'd you know it was me? <laughs> How'd you know it was me? Who, who told you? How'd you do that? And so she was like, you know, oh, we have mutual friends that told me who you were, showed me what you looked like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God. So we're sitting there at this point with cell phones out comparing pictures of our kids who look yes. like boys. In the club. In the club. Who look like twins, by the way. They look just like each other. It's amazing how this boy's genes work. And I'm like, I can't believe this. But I couldn't get drunk to save my life that night. It was like drinking water. I was so blown. I was like, I can't believe it. I came home and woke my mother up out of her sleep just to tell her, Mom, guess what happened at the club? Yes. You would not believe this. And, of course, she was half asleep, so she gave me the, uh-huh, yeah, all right, I don't know why you went out anyway. <laughs> I don't know what told you you need to go to the club anyway, because, honey, that's, no, 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 that's not how this works. You know, who would think that you would find something like this at the bar, at the club? Who? On who? Right. Like, who would think that? Like, mm-hmm. and that's just how it, you know, how life had panned out for me. Because, you know, the year before in March, you know, a woman comes to me saying, hey, my cousin wants to meet her, you know, wants her child to meet her only sibling. And then here we are, you know, I'm in the club the following year and the woman is like, hey, you know, our kids are related. Let's how we going to handle this as adults. And I didn't know what to do. I know for me, life was going well at the time. I didn't want to. Uh, get back involved with him I didn't want to deal with him in any form or fashion and I know that dealing with his children's moms sometimes you know sometimes comes with a little hostility there like 
why are you talking to her? I don't want my kid around her. Uh, she don't like me. She keep me away from my daughter, things of that nature. And right. there's never no discussion about what his actions were that led up to my decision or led up to why I carry myself in this manner or why I'm acting like, my, you know, Jennifer Lopez in the movie enough. Why I'm, you know, treating myself like I'm in hiding, like I am in a Sasha Bruce program. There's no explanation to that. It is always, it's her fault. She's the mean one. She's the bad one. She's the bad guy. And for a while, you know, I took that as, you know, it's messing up my integrity. It's messing up my character. I look like a bitter baby mama. Not that I had to damn near fight my way out of this or not that I just want to be able to have peace and raise my kid and co-parent with someone who's not going to wake up every day and call me a bitch for asking for simple things. So it was never it was never anyone to say, I totally get why you did what you did or I applaud you for doing what you're doing. It was, well, you know, you can't keep that man away from his kid. And it's like, uh -uh, it's not necessarily keeping him away. You know, you got to be actively involved. You got to be consistent. You know, it's not about you coming into my life, taking advantage of the benefits that I have to offer and depleting our kid of any everything. It's mm -hmm. not about that. You can't be absent and controlling. You got to pick a struggle. Mm -hmm. However, I'm going to pick it for you because I like my peace and I like the way life is going for me right now. So we didn't engage. Uh, we didn't engage number five. We didn't engage number five, and I had already been burned by number six, so I was absolutely uninterested in engaging any siblings at the time. I was trying to move on with life. I was in another relationship. Things were working out, and I wanted to forget my past. Mm -hmm. um, it was enough for me that I really needed to forget it. And um, things just kept moving along, moving right along. And so we're coming into... Um, we're coming into high school and high school came with, you know, oh my gosh, she's getting ready to be an adult. She's going away to college. I don't want her to go through anything that I went through because in essence, I dated my dad. My dad is very similar to my child's father. So I dated, I fell in love with the first man that was in my life, which was my dad. And then I ended up having a kid with someone that had those same characteristics, that same attitude, that same personality. And this is why I say the first man that your daughter will ever love is her dad. So you got, I got to make sure I should have made sure that I chose wisely. I didn't. So now the rectifying that I have to show her that this, you know, though I made this decision, this is not something that you have to deal with. It is optional. You just have to stand on your own two feet and firm in what you believe in and make do the best way you can. Yeah. Now, um, it was a lot, you know, ninth grade came in, we didn't have any communication and he entered in, I would say about her sophomore year, 10th grade. And um, she's a performing arts student. So, you know, there's a lot of concerts, there's a lot of activities going on, there's vocal competitions. And most of the time for performing arts students um, in school, in second, uh, secondary school, they have a vocational, um, not vocal competitions that are out of state. Okay. And so uh, this time she was going to California and it was a big ticket price. Uh, the price tag was over $2,000. Um, I'm a single parent. I don't have any support from him, you know, financial or physical. So it's just me. And, um, you know, I didn't have the money for the deposit. It was two or $300. And, you know, I was just being comical, you know, being sarcastic. And I'm, 
you know, I told my daughter, ask your dad for it. You know, he seemed like he's doing, you know, trying to do something. You know, go ahead, do that. And so she asked him, and he reluctantly, she said, yeah, you know, I got you. I'll give it to you, you know. Everything will be okay. And I was so shocked, but I was so relieved because it kind of felt good that, you know, even if I didn't have her, he did. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to call an aunt or a grandma or my mom or any other family member and, you know, ask for a handout to help me do something when dad was going to step up and help. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, you know, time for the deposit to be deposited came and my daughter's scared to ask him for a follow-up. And I'm like, well, would you like me to do it? And she's like, yeah, sure. So, of course, you got to butter him up. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know, the the deposit is due on this day and just wanted to know if you were still able to give it to her. You know, bitch, what the fuck you got on it? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I apologize. I did not mean to disturb you. It's all good. You know, we'll get it. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll figure it out. I.e., I'm going to ask my mom or my grandma or my aunt for it. Don't even worry about it. It's all good. And so, you know, I left the conversation alone. He came back like, hey, you know, I got it. Meet me here. You know, I can bring it. You know, we can meet up. No, no, no. It's bipolar. No, no, no. We're we not going to do any of that. You said what you said. I'm I'm done with it. We will go ahead. So because I didn't give in to him, because he finally had the funds, it was, oh, that's why don't nobody like you. And then he gave me a list of names. One on the list, I could definitely see. The last one on the list, I could definitely see. The second person, I definitely couldn't see. So my dumb self, I was just in disbelief that the second person would even be someone on his list that he would say confidently didn't like me. And one thing to be true about my child's father Anybody that he says is an ally of him, of his, he will not lead me to a straight to believe that somebody is a friend of mine that is not. He will definitely mm-hmm. let me know because it's a taunt for him. It's fun for him to say, to rub in my face, people that I used to hang with or people that I think are my friends are actually not my friends. Right. And so there were some names that he left off the list and I I didn't pay attention to it until some things transpired. And I was like, he could have very well put that person's name on the list, but he didn't because he knew that person was not loyal to him and wouldn't give him any information or feed into his antics. But those other three would absolutely do so. And so I, it was his way of protecting me in a sense but also his way of taunting me, like, ah, that's why you think these people are your friends and they not. And so from there, I got the list. I got taunted about needing help for our daughter. And I was like, I'm never, you know, like, I'm never talking to him again. Like, I don't even have to deal with that. I'm never dealing with that. That's the end of it. It's over and done with. And as God would have it work out, I promise you, I ended up getting paid that weekend and my bonus came through and I was able to pay for her trip to school. And so that was, you know, maybe it was a test that I was supposed to pass. Maybe it was, but it worked out either way that I was able to pay for it in full. And Mm -hmm. all she would need is her spending money and maybe clothes while she's over in that hot sun in California base. Mm -hmm. So it worked out and I realized, you know what? I really do have this. Like, I really got this. You know what I'm saying? I really can do this on my own. It can be done. I will never ask him for anything again. I apologize. I left him alone. It is what it is. 
not asking him for nothing else. And so, you know, the next year after that, his mom became terminally ill. Mm. And I had just started something with our daughter. And I was like, you know, you're getting older. You're about to turn 16. You know, um, you are in a predicament where you need to take your grandparents out for lunch for their birthday. And you can pay. You got your own debit card. I can transfer you the money. You'll pay for lunch. You'll take them out and you'll spend time. And we're going to start with his mom. So she scheduled a luncheon out with his mom and she took her to Bonefish Grill and she treated and she paid for it. And she was ecstatic about it. Like, yeah, you know, I can do this on a regular basis, you know. And so that was my way of allowing her to kind of segue herself back into the family without me being involved. Right. She could build a relationship with his mom starting there first. She could be the middleman. And plus, our daughter is old enough to have good sense to say, okay, you know, I'm going to go over here. But if something kick off, I can call. I can do this. I can do that. So she was old enough to have the wherewithal to put herself in fight or flight and get herself out of a situation that she may be uncomfortable in. Mm-hmm. And so that was her first dinner, her first lunch with her. And, you know, she brought her home and everything and everything was cool. Um, they did a little shopping trip and they went out for lunch. It was really nice. They were starting to build up. And so um, the end of the year, we get a phone call that uh, she has terminal cancer. Oh. And, um, it's like New Year's Eve before we stepping into the next year and we're just finding this out. We get to the hospital right then. You know, you put aside all the anger and animosity because right now we at a we at a point in life where we ain't got time to be petty. You know, Correct. we're getting ready to lose somebody and lose a matriarch at that. Mm-hmm. So um, we put all of that aside and I'm like, you know what? Maybe this will be the catalyst that changes him into yes. the man that he probably needs to be for all of these babies. Mm-hmm. And so we are still, I'm still thinking there is six kids. And I'm going to say seven because one of them has a um, a child outside of him that he that we going to claim because that child is uh, very much calls him dad and we're not going to isolate him. So we're going to say seven. And okay. um, so we are here. And, you know, the funeral comes, you know, she passes, God forbid, it's January of the following year, and we're sitting at the funeral, and I'm reading the obituary, and it says 10 kids on the back. Ah! 10 whole ones? (laughs) Oh, okay, right, cool, cool. Okay, so you expect, you starting to look around and see who could possibly be an additional sibling. And then there's uh, one of them, uh, the young lady who had the the little girl, she had another daughter. And so she had two kids by him. And so I was like, okay. And then there was another young lady who had a a new baby. He wasn't even a year old. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, you know, he really been getting it in. Yes. Cool. Wow. So we get back to the repast. And it's kind of like, you know, one of those – funerals you hear about or repasses that you hear about and you never thought you would envision 
but it was one of those where one of them found out about another kid that she didn't know about and it's like wait a minute I'm doing the math he was with me actually living with me at the time when this one could have been conceived oh we gonna have to have some exchange of words because this is an issue and I'm like man so was was he there at the funeral yes Okay. Yes, okay. and at the repast when he came, it was like, let's go have a conversation. And then, you know, it was like, I'm out the door. And at that time, it was also an opportunity because our daughter had found her older sibling on uh, Instagram and she had built a relationship with him. And okay. she was having outings with him. You know, they were hooking up. And then I reconnected with number four again. And so they were older. They were teenagers. So the three of them could get together you know, go to the movies together, go to the nice. buses. And mm-hmm. the cool thing was they could go to the movies. And if I was running late, the mom would sit with my daughter and wait for me to get there and not leave her by herself. Like that's some grown co-parenting nice. amongst yes. us, which is mm-hmm. why I call, you know, call it the sister wife thing. Cause we don't have to actually sleep with the same man. We all just have the same thing in common. We have the same right. children's father. And regardless of how he interacts with those kids, we are all mature enough and grown enough to actually get our kids together without even having to use him as the middleman or the catalyst to get them together. We Mm -hmm. can do this ourselves without him. And it may be more peaceful that way. It may not. It depends. So um, with that coming, you know, uh, things are, I thought things were going to pick up, you know, maybe things will get better. Maybe things would. And so uh, the mom's birthday comes around in March and the family wants to take, uh, you know, get together and celebrate her birthday. And he, you know, invites our daughter, like, you know, um, you should come to dinner with us. We're going to celebrate grandma. We're going out to a restaurant and doing all these things. Well, I needed someplace neutral to meet him because still, he can't come to my house. And of course, I can't come to his because, you know, we still have a child support battle, which is he's not in compliant with. So he may think I'm, I get his address and, you know, child support say something. I send the people right over to his house. So, of course, we have to meet at a neutral spot for, mm-hmm. for all these reasons. And so the first thing that came to my mind was Fort Link was a cemetery. And, you know, the cemetery where his mom is buried and we have uh, actual friends there. And I mm-hmm. said, let's meet there and, um, you know, trans, you know, just um, transfer ch- the child. And so it was, I think it, we were supposed to meet at like three o'clock or three thirty. either way, you know, he texted me when he got there and I didn't know where he was. I had gotten there early so I could scope out my surroundings and see, you know, what was what, if anything looked fishy, I'm pulling off, but don't look right, you know, and I parked myself away so that I wouldn't be, you know, seeing things coming from behind, everything would come to me All and right. I would be able to make, you know, a good assessment and pull out if I need to or leave. And um, he ended up calling, you know, texting and saying, you know, um, stay right there. I'll be there. You know, I got to handle, you know, do something real quick. And I was so upset at, you know, what it was he had decided to do to hold us up. And I was like, you know, I live far away. Right. I live far away. I don't live nowhere near here. I live far away. It is a drive for me. I make it a short drive. However, it is a drive. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm doing this out of the kindness of my heart. You know, I really don't have to do this. I'm feeling empathetic. However, you gonna put her to the side to handle your own personal business? That like something that you could wait on? Yeah. And she been waiting for you for 30 minutes? Oh, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. So I pulled off 
and uh, I pulled off before he could even get to me because what I'm not going to do is argue with you. We're not going to fight. I'm not doing any of that. I'm pulling off. So I pull off and uh, he calls me as I'm exiting the cemetery. And of course, when you got that Bluetooth, your car picks up immediately so you can be hands free. And of course, it's a speakerphone effect. So the first word that rolled off his tongue was bitch. And I'm telling him to please watch your mouth. She can hear you. Please watch your mouth. And he is like, I don't give a fuck. Bitch, block, block, block. And I'm hanging up. I'm hanging up. I'm not answering. I'm like, I'm going to let him cool off. And then we're going to revisit this because she really does want to spend time with him. We're going to revisit this because we got to come up with a better plan. I can't be sitting in nobody's cemetery. I'm not going to be standing in no alleyway. I'm not going to be on nobody's block. We're going to have to do this as full grown adults and do an exchange that is amicable and safe for me. Yes. So I wait a while and, you know, I come to him and I say, hey, you know, we have to work out something so that you can spend time with her because she wants to spend time with you and you want to do the same. And he was not in a place to receive none of that. Bitch, I hate you. I ain't never hate nobody so much in my life. I hate you. I was like, oh, wow. Wow. So at this point, I came to him, you know, as a grown person. He came to me on some bullshit. bullshit And I'm like, hey, hey, you got to read this. Because, see, I'm trying to make this work for you. I'm trying to make this work for you. This is what I can't work with. Do you see this? Do you see what I said to him? I'm always going to screenshot it. I'm always, because I'm not coming to him in no place of hostility. I'm not cussing him out. I'm not calling him no names. I'm trying to get this right for you. Whatever the case may be, we get into exchange words. Is at some point, I ain't going to be too many bitches. I done had enough. I've been taking care of her all my life by myself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I got some anger issues too. So we're definitely going to dance in these words in this text message and on the phone. And what ended up happening was, we are arguing on the phone and my daughter takes the phone from me and she is lighting into him. You don't do nothing for me, blah, 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 blah. And he hit her with the most hurtful words he could ever hit her with. Your mom is right. Your mom is right. Don't you call my family no more. Don't you call them. And he gave the last name of his family, Maiden and Mary, his mom's side and his dad's side. Don't you call them no more. Oh. The piercing cry from my daughter's voice, yes. the tears she dropped, it was bad enough that she had been isolated from the family and we couldn't co-parent because of his attitude and his behavior. He'll never say that's the reason. It's always me. Those tears she dropped and the pain that she felt, it was like someone stabbed her in her heart. I'm never forgiving him for that. Yeah. I don't have to. I'm not forgiving you for that. I don't understand those words out of your mouth, sir. I don't understand what you're doing. You hurt her. You didn't hurt me. You hurt her. What you did was infuriate me. I'm on your ass every time we talk. I know the best way to get to you is to get to your pockets. You ain't helping me no way. Let me tag child support and have them on your ass. Because mm-hmm. you hurt my daughter. So now I got to hurt you. And that's horrible to feel. Because I need you to feel the pain that she felt. You don't understand a child that wants to be in your life and your attitude is so bad and disastrous and you're such a, a fun police. You're such the fun police that everything has to go to shit when you get involved. You can't just be cool. Mm -hmm. I don't want you. I want you to be a part of her life, and I want you to do it right. I don't want her to think that it's okay for a man to call her a bitch. I don't want her to think that it's okay for a man to leave her by herself to raise a kid. I don't want her to think that it's okay for a man to ridicule her for asking for help. 
I don't want to okay. think, I don't want her to think the things that I went through are okay. And I have to set a tone. So let me set this mm-hmm. tone now. I'm never talking to him again. You don't ever have to ask me to intercede and nothing. It won't ever happen. You want to go hang with him. You have to do it. You got my blessing. You just need to do a couple of things and make sure that you well protected. Cause baby girl, something happened while you in his care. I'm not coming for you. Please believe that. I'm not doing it. I've washed my hands. I'm done. You're grown. You got to figure that out on your own. Mm-hmm. Figure it out in a way that you are well protected. That's it. That's all I got for you. And so, um, you know, we stopped talking. I, I, we, there's no there's no conversation to be had. She's in 11th grade. Nothing to be had at all. Um, that summer, that summer was an interesting summer for me. That summer, uh, our daughter had a boyfriend, and we're at a football game, and we're watching him play, and everything is going well. And there's a cute little boy playing down on the on the uh, the stands in the football stands, and our daughter is staring at him, and she's all amazed. And I'm like, oh, he's really cute. And I go back to looking at the game, and I said, that could be your brother. And I'm saying it in a joking way. I'm just being sarcastic. And lo and behold, I feel her staring at me. And I just knew what she was going to say. And she said exactly that. Mom, that is my brother. <laughs> I looked up at the sky like, Jesus, for real? This this what we doing today? This what you yes. want? Yes. This what you want? All right, bet. So I took an exhale, you know. Just, <sighs> all right. Let me put my, my big girl panties on. And let me go down there and introduce myself. And yes. I did. I went down and introduced myself, shook her hand. And I asked her if it was okay if, you know, my daughter came down. Yeah, I went down and introduced myself to the mother. And then I um, I asked her if it was okay if my daughter came down to meet her son and if it was okay. And she was like, yeah, sure, you know, bring her on over. Cool. And so it was their first time meet. It was like their second time meeting because they had seen each other at the funeral. But they oh, hadn't gotcha. seen each other since then. So yes. months down the end, and he was like one years old at the time, and they got to bond and everything. And I was just like, wow. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at this young lady, and I am looking at myself because we favor each other so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, I hope all is well. You know, I hope all is well. I hope it's a different turnout. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And so we met in the summer. Months go past. You know, we're talking casually and things of that Does nature. She know, is she aware of how many children he has? She wasn't aware until the funeral. Okay, okay, okay. She wasn't wow. aware because he hadn't been forthcoming with all that information. He had okay. told her about, you know, a set number of kids, you know, gave her like two or three. Right, but not and, the whole. But not the whole number. And as you know, time went on in their relationship. He just introduced a new kid. Like, didn't I tell you about him? I know I told right. you about him. I'm right. like, dang, how many is that? Like, plus one, plus one. Okay. <laughs> so at this point, she really didn't know how many kids he had until the funeral transpired in January, and we're in June. And so you know, we're casually talking and everything. We haven't hung out just yet. Um. November comes and the child gets sick and he has to be hospitalized. I'm scared for you. You know, call me when you get home. She should have never told him. He would have figured it out. 
Oh, yeah. He would have figured it out. Might as well. It had to come from her. I would have rather it come from her than it come from somebody else. And now mm-hmm. everybody's in trouble because we all look deceitful. You know, look like we playing a game with him. So she absolutely had to be honest with him and give him the benefit of the doubt and say, your son is with his sister. Right. And then let the chips fall where they fell. And they mm-hmm. fell in the in like a worse way. It was more dramatic that the child was in my care than anything. It wasn't the fact that she went out of town. It was who she left the baby with that was an issue. Correct. It Correct. Was me. Because I am going to try to help pull her out of that situation or try to help her or assist her as much as I can so she don't have to deal with the foolishness that I had to deal with. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be able to use her like you did or like you once had. You don't have that benefit. You know, you can't be absent and controlling. He was being absent and controlling. So let's remove one of those factors from you. Let's remove the control part. Yeah. And let you deal that way. And so, you know, she had issues and situations, but the childhood friend that called me to check on me and make sure I was okay, she followed up with a phone call and said, this is what happened. You know, we got inbox messages about your address, asking if we knew your address. I've never been to your house. However, he also asked someone else, and I don't think that person gave out your address, which was the first name on his list of people that didn't like me. Correct. And, you know, luckily and gratefully, that person did not give out my address to him. So I don't know, maybe he simmered down, but the fact that he was, you know, looking for my address to come out to my house to do whatever he wanted to do or however he wanted to handle it, that bothered me. Mm-hmm. That bothered mm-hmm. me. I moved a great distance. I kind of, you know, I keep to myself. I don't have the same friends anymore. I don't do the same things I do once did anymore. Those things don't serve me. And if it's going to bring me any drama from him or it's going to have any attachment to him, I don't want it. I don't yep. care. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You could tell me I'm not, I'm not, I'm not all day long. The fact that you have that that closeness or that attachment and if he feels so comfortable to call you his ally there's no way I could ever trust you or Mm -hmm. feel comfortable because this Mm -hmm. is a man who threatens my safety this is a man who threatens my peace and it's not to uh it's not to do anything but to get at me it's not because oh she's keeping me away from my kid it's not that at all it's I just don't like her I want her. I, I just don't like her. That's just what it is. I don't care that she is the mother of my child. And if something happens to her, you know, my child is going to be ass out. I don't care about my kid at all at this point. I just want to do something bodily harm to her. Mm-hmm. It's never about our kid. It's always about what can I do to get back at the mom. I can't live like that. And I can't deal like that. I've never learned how to co-parent with this person. I just don't know how. Yeah. Caught the rhythm of that stroke. And I mm-hmm. never will. Our daughter is 18 at this point, and thank God I don't ever have to. So um, the issue, you know, issues arise, and the only issue is is that the kid is in my care. That's it. Other than that, you know, it's pretty much not an issue. Now, you know, we enter in senior year. You know, I'm really excited. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm crying almost all the time. Why? Because we made it, girl. Yes. We made it. Like, man. She's a senior in high school, like, for real. It really can be done without having a co-parent. It really can be done. You just got to have a village that'll support you. That's it. As long as you got a village that understands, Mm -hmm. everything can work out. And I'm grateful 
that I had to swallow my pride and actually start asking my family for help and them being as forthcoming as they are. And then because I don't ask often for help, they find uh, little ways to intercede and help us out without me even having to open my mouth. And I'm grateful for that. My golden girls are everything. They are everything. They'll make sure, uh, they'll make sure she has all the snacks that she needs. They'll make sure she has clothes on her back. Even if I do buy clothes, they buy in addition to, hey, does she wear earrings? What kind? I'm buying earrings today. I know she likes accessories. Hey, I know she likes shoes. What size does she wear? They just randomly pick up the phone and call and ask what she needs. And it's a given. It's never a, a not even what she needs. What size does she wear? Does she like this? And they just go out and get it. They just go out and get it. And we just have to go pick it up. They don't even ask. And so it's, it's just been a pure blessing. And so we come up to graduation. And he reaches out to our daughter and he's like, can I get a ticket to your graduation? And in my mind, I'm thinking the nerve of this dude. <laughs> the nerve to ask for a seat at our table after I done, done all this hard work to get you through high school. And he wants to sit at the table and eat with us and reap my benefits. Of course. What? I was like, no, he can't come to this graduation. But it ain't about me. Correct. That's <laughs> it's not about me. It's about her. And she was so thrilled that he even wanted to be a part of her special day. Oh. Man, I'm getting a ticket for him. He's definitely getting a ticket. You mm. know, however, we're going to do this very secretively and strategically. So I'm going to contact, you know, one of the people on his list who I know I can contact and ask them if they can get him, you know, give him the ticket. And also with the ticket, I'll give him pictures of her you know, her senior pictures and so forth. So he can have, you know, everything. Okay. I'm not going to be shady. The rule is, though, he must look at this Because it could have went left. Mm-hmm. I was definitely taking it left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were going left. We were going left. Had my daughter not hit me with the eyes like, I'm so happy. At least he want to come. When she said, at least he want to come, I was like, man, let me go ahead and get this boy a ticket. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and get him a ticket because she she's actually into it. So let me let me do her this. Let me do her this because again, it ain't even about me. And you know what? She's eighteen. Maybe it'll work out. So in her mind, she's protecting the youngest one's mom. And this is the young sir that we met at the football game. Okay. And so she's like, well, maybe it's not a good idea that she come because you know how dad is and things might not work out. Oh, no, everything going to be fine. You know, everything going to be fine. I don't think he's going to act out or do nothing any crazy. You know, he's going to be sitting with this person, and that's what he's going to do. Y'all, you're going to go over there after your graduation, take your pictures with him, and then you're going to come see me afterwards. Okay. That's the plan. And so I told the person that was handing him the ticket, this is the plan. He is to sit with you. You know, this he's going to sit with you. She is going to come to you after graduation. Y'all going to take pictures and see her. And then she is going to come see me. I don't want to see him. If I see him, I am going to be reminded. I know how to act. And I will turn that thing out if I'm reminded or get any playback of any of the bullshit I went through trying to raise this kid on my own. I don't feel like he deserves a seat at the table. However, I am doing this for our kid. So you make sure he stay on that side. And I sat on a whole opposite side of the auditorium. 
we were never going to see each other. I was going to make sure of that. However, the child's mom was late and he met her at the door and ended up taking the baby out of her arms. Now, whether it was willingly that he had the baby or not, my thing was, we not running after him and playing no cat and mouse chase trying to get this baby back from him after the graduation. I'm not doing that. We not playing no cat and mouse chase. I'm not going to play let's get the baby back. Let's find him. Where's the dad? We're not doing any of that at the graduation. It's a great day. You know, he's supposed to be here for her. Make him, let him sit down there. This is not his time to play father of the year. None of that mess. He is to sit his tail down with the person he named on that list and enjoy the graduation like everybody else and meet up with his daughter afterwards. And so, I said, you need to get your son back. We're not playing this game. Oh, I promise you he not going to do. I promise you he not going to act out. I have heard that I promise he not going to act out before and seen a whole different side of this young man. Mm-hmm. I'm not dealing with it. I'm preventative. Not, I'm proactive, not reactive in the sense of dealing with him. Proactive in we going to stick to the plan. He come in, he sit down, sit with this person, watch the graduation, spend time with his kid afterwards, and then he go on about his business. This is not this is not a co-parenting session. This is not a visitation session. There are strict instructions here. I'm trying to tell you that there are strict instructions. And so instead of him returning the child and going back to his seat to sit down, See? he returns the child, cusses the mom out, makes oh. the scene. She goes back to her car and he leaves. He doesn't even sit in the parking lot and wait to see his kid. He leaves because at this point he's like, oh, they set me up. They knew I had a restraining order out and they they set me up. They got the police involved. and So he makes a big scene to make it look like, you know, of course I'm the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Never mind the fact that we've been through situations where you've removed a kid out of somebody's hands or you've had me frantic about my kid by removing her out of my care and I get a phone call from one of your friends like, hey, I got your daughter. Don't worry. She's fine. She's playing with my girls. Everything is good. Like that, that panics me. That worries me. I left my child with you. Not with your friends. Right. Not with your friends. You took her out of my car because I said something to you about spending time with your kid. It wasn't that you were taking her because this was a planned thing. You were taking her to get back at me. Mm-hmm. And luckily, your friend was also a good friend and a good father and called me on the phone and said, hey, I got your daughter. Don't worry. She playing with my girls. You don't have to come get her. Have your time. And I said, no, 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 no. That's not what that is about. She's supposed to be with her dad, not with you. I am on my way to get my kid. That's the end of that. And this will never happen again. You ain't even got to worry about it on everything I love. I promise you it won't. And I'm going to make sure it doesn't. And I did. And so I'm having, I have that history with him. And so when I have that history with him and I hear stories similar that have happened to other people that he may have had kids with, it sets me off in a way where I have to be protective. I think I have to be proactive as well. So if I can think like him and I know that there is something that he could do to get at me, I'm going to try to prevent that. I'm going to try to be proactive and find a way around it. So I don't even have to deal with the situation. Mm-hmm. So this is what I did at graduation. I felt I was being proactive and he left. Whatever. He didn't deserve a seat at the table anyway. However, our daughter was upset. Right. She was hurt. And he very well could have sat there. And he very well could have waited in the parking lot. She could have yes. went to the car and took pictures with him. 
It was nothing more about you. Just just return the kid to his mom so we can all be comfortable, cool, and safe. Mm-hmm. Nobody has to say no words to you. They don't have to be any exchanges. I don't care about no promises. I don't care about words. His actions speak louder than that. Any apology without action is manipulation, and that's all I've gotten for 18 years. I'm very good on not trusting his word. Get the baby back. Let's enjoy the graduation. And then afterwards, she can go see her dad and take pictures. And let that be it. Everything everything goes accordingly to plan. But it didn't. It didn't go accordingly to plan. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I never learned how to co-parent with such. And I don't know anybody who ever has. I don't know anyone who has had this type of relationship with their child's father. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone who has gone through half of the stuff that I've gone through. I don't know any man who taunts a woman for needing help with his seed. Yeah. I've never been through, I've never seen anything like this. And when I talk about this, people look at me like I have two heads, but this is, you know, my truth. This is my life. And this is why I move the way I move. And so my rule is, I will not accept that disrespect no more. So I will not talk to him. I will not talk to him at all. I will not associate myself with any of his friends Mm. because I understand their loyalties lie over there no matter what their moral compass may say. They are all good dads. They all spend time with their kids. They all do their duties as they shall, right? Mm. And it's not because they have to. It's because they want to. Yes. The only oddball out is this dude. Mm-hmm. And we all, you know, look like the bad people, of course. It's never what has he done to bring you to this point. So we all look like the bad person. When you talk to some of these women and you kind of tell them what you've gone through, there are very few of us who have never had to experience him, you know, calling them a bitch or him not being able to come through and be consistent. I can't even ask him to pick our daughter up from school, let alone be consistent and come to all these concerts and shows she got. Mm -hmm. I can't ask for anything. I can't even ask for a cup of spit, not even a drop of it. Right. So I'm not even going to put myself in that predicament where I actually need his support Mm -hmm. or I actually need to ask him for anything. So I'm not dealing with him. I'm not dealing with anyone who deals with him. And I have that right. I think I have that right for everything I went through. That's just me. You know, I like peace. I moved way out in the burbs. I'm having a good time. Life is so grand and great. I'm able to enjoy the fruits of my labor. And I am very excited to see, you know, the kid going to college. I'm fitting to be a mama bear, like in every sense of the way. I am so excited. I can't wait to see what she does in her college career. I can't wait to see who she becomes. I'm here for it. You know, I can't, I cannot tell you how good it feels. Both have came so far. Yes, like, I cannot tell you how good it feels. And my biggest thing is to break the generational curse. I fell in love with the first man I set eyes on, my dad, and I ended up having a kid with a man just like him. Mm-hmm. Let me break this generational curse and let my child know that this is not something that's acceptable. This is not the norm. And what ended up happening was she ended up finding a boyfriend that she met, you know, in middle school or something. And they've been together ever since. Oh, good. They've been together, and he is a total different kid than any kid I've ever known. And when I look at his parents, they're not together, but they co-parent so damn well, you would never know that they're not together. See, and that's how it's supposed to be. 
ain't never seen nothing like it until I met them. I ain't no stuff like that existed. I thought we all had this baby daddy drama and these no good ass men as dads and stuff. I ain't never seen nothing like it. Mm-hmm. These two co-parents so well, the dad and the fiance can hang out together and chill with each other with no beef, no drama. And it's all for the benefit of the kids involved. That's the type of person you want on your team. That said, no matter if we not together, I'm still going to take care of my kid. We're going to be cool regardless. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be cool with whoever you're dealing with as long as they do right by my kid. They all got the bigger picture together. All of them. And I'm looking at this like it can be done. Yeah. It can be done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What the hell did I do wrong? What, is this? what happened? Nothing. He, he, the father, he needs help. The first step, he needs help for himself. He's no good to nobody because he's no good for himself. Don't see it that way. It's not that way. It can't be that way because there are 10 children here. Mm. And there's a certain, you know, there's some that he is absolutely there for on the drop of a dime. He don't miss a daddy-daughter day. He take them to school. He can read them a story at night. He can tuck them in. He is the greatest man in the world of to them. Course. He don't know I, I myself experienced that with um, my children. Like, all three of my children are older than his youngest daughter, his youngest child. And, of course, you know, he, he does the most. But here my children are they're missing out so I make sure that I do extra for my children because he's missing out or he is um he's absent yep you going above and beyond you going above and beyond to compensate for the absence mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do to fill that there's nothing I could ever do to fill that void mm-hmm. because she still wants him there she yes. wants his presence there and it's a daddy daddy issues, as the church would say, it's a daddy issue, and it's something I will never be able to rectify. I could I could buy her and shower her with all the gift and love in the world. It just never amounts to that that he could ever give her. You know, he was supposed to teach her how a man is supposed to love on a woman. You know, that's the first person that she's going to fall in love with is him. He's supposed to teach her those things. A man is supposed to open a door for you. He's supposed to walk you on the inside. He's supposed to be a provider. He's supposed to do these things. Those are the things that have to come from your dad because you'll understand. Mm -hmm. And it had to come from me because I learned from experience this is not what you want. Right. And I don't want that for you because I'm a helicopter mom. I'm hovering the hell over everything. Right. I've never been able to just you know, been comfortable enough to pick up the phone and say, hey, you know, can you pick her up? Can you do X, Y, Z without being cussed out from the front to the end? And I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it for everything that I do for this kid. Not because I have to, because I want to and I love her that much. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a love that I don't think you'll understand unless you're a parent like that. Mm-hmm. You, you love your kids so much, you don't want to see no harm done to them. Oh, you exactly. Them uh-huh. you, know, uh-huh. you don't want to see nobody take advantage of them. Nobody manipulate them. You want them to fall in love with the right guy. You don't want anything mm-hmm. negative to distort their vision of happiness. Yep. And I'm here to curb all the negativity. I don't want you dealing with no baby mama drama. Mm-hmm. Baby, we gonna be sitting down watching Love and Hip Hop because this is definitely a learning lesson of what you don't want to do. <laughs> and I'm definitely gonna tell you that your mama has lived some of these scenes outright in her life. Mm. 
okay? So let's talk about these things. And we actually started watching Love and Hip Hop. Like, listen, this this right here, this whole Peter Gunn situation, this is a whole real life situation for me. Uh, let's not let's not do this. Uh, let's not do this. I empathize with Tara to the fullest. This is not what we're about to do. Understand that, okay? This is not right. This is not normal. This is not for TV. And I bet not ever see you on Love and Hip Hop, okay? All right. right. <laughs> like these rules, these rules. We don't do Love and Hip Hop. I understand. All right, cool. Let's 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 do that. Uh-huh. I, I can't believe that, you know, she actually took heed to everything I've gone through and has done totally opposite. And I can't be more proud to break generational curses. Yes. I can't be more proud. I have to. Yes. I can't be more proud. Like put everything I need or ever want to the side because she is my future and I absolutely am looking out for her. I want her to have the best in life. I want her to have a hundred percent of everything that I thought I wanted, didn't have, or everything that I need. And let me be the person that I needed when I was younger. Let me be that. Let me be that. And I am going to be that. Because see, love don't hurt. That's right. You have a kid with somebody, regardless if it was planned or not, at the end of the day, this child is here, and every child deserves at least one adult that is absolutely crazy over them. Mm-hmm. So if I isolate myself, or it looks like I've totally changed, it looks like I'm a little bitter, things had to change in order for me to get to where I'm at today. I am fully happy. I am at peace. The kid is grown and blossomed into a beautiful young lady. She finds us all outdoors. I am so excited to see what she becomes, and I am so happy to have been a big, a big figure in her life to de- just deter her from everything that I ever did. Amazing. Yeah. I'm so happy for her, and I'm here for all these kids. You know, just I'm one phone call away. They know, and the kid knows that if. They call her and say, hey, sis, can you give me an Uber? Can you do this? Or let's hang out. I'm there. Mm-hmm. I'm there. I don't care. I don't care what it is. If I got it, they got it. Shout and say thank you or yeah, it's going or yeah. Yes, 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 they do. Yes, this many moms, you don't expect. I believe it's five of us. Mm-hmm. I believe it's five of us. Five, okay. Yeah, I believe it's five of us. And, you know, like, some of us can actually, like, get around each other. And there's no animosity. It's nothing. Our kids can get together and hang out. It's cool. You know, some of us, you know, we may be a little scared to interact because we don't know how he's going to respond. Mm -hmm. You know, his response may be, well, I'm not going to parent this kid because you're dealing with her and you're allowing my kid to be around her. Mm -hmm. Not the fact that you're allowing my kid to be around its sister you're allowing my kid to be around her mother. Correct. And I don't like her mother. So since you want to be friends with her, I'm not going to be friends with you. And that means I'm severing ties with my kid. So that's the type of immaturity we deal with. So they may still be walking on eggshells and not wanting to open up a can of worms or, you know, Pandora's box with that type of drama and just prefer to just deal as they can. Or may have the idea, well, that's his responsibility. Them his kids. I'm not I'm not interacting. If he want his kids to be in the same room together, he'll get them together without me even getting involved. I'm going on about my business. Right. So you have to pick and choose your battle. You know, it may be some drama that you just don't want to deal with. And I totally get it. Which is why I was saying, like, you know, I haven't talked to I haven't talked to one of the moms in a while. 
And I said, you know, maybe it's because, you know, she just want to go on with her life and she's not too sure of how he will respond or anything of that nature. So I totally get it. When that woman said, I cannot have a relationship with you and he's not taking care of my kid, I totally get it. I totally get it. It's a drama that you don't want to deal with. And I get it. I get it. I get it. People ask me all the time, why would you interact with him and you know how interact with his children's moms and you know how he gonna respond to you being a part of it or you being involved or why would you want to involve yourself in your daughter's almost grown you know why would you insert yourself in his business no wonder he going off the way he going off because you inserting yourself and it's not inserting yourself it is we all should be grown and should want the best for our kids at the very least you wouldn't want your kid out here dating your sibling exactly because you don't know exactly because there's just that many siblings out here yeah understand Mm -hmm. and the crazy part is you know my daughter and her brother were both in high school at the same time at one point you know you had three siblings living in the same zip code Mm, 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 you had three siblings living in the same zip code and there was no interaction between them and that's horrible yeah. You know, in high school, my daughter's in high school and her brother's in high school as well. The funniest part is we go to his football game and she sees her teacher and her teacher's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, I'm supporting my brother. And he's like, who your brother? And she tells him who her brother is. And he's like, oh, my God, I never knew. Oh, my God, I never knew. My son and your brother are best friends. They played football together. They did this together when they were younger. And this, I never knew. Oh, my God. Y'all are so well-mannered. I never knew. Y'all look just alike now that I see it. I never knew. Like, he was amazed. Right. And so we live in an area that's so small that everybody knows everybody is connected in some form or fashion. And so the reason why I use the word the kid when I refer to her, because if you do know her name, first, middle, or last, you can put two and two together, and everybody's got a wild story to tell. Okay. Everybody's got a wild story to tell. So to preserve her, you know, I use the kid when I refer to her all the time. Mm-hmm. That's right, my bad. I do to protect your baby. Yep, indeed. Indeed. You know, I, I don't want to have that woman, the woman talk. My name is not Barbara or Shirley. Please don't come to me on it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Please don't come in my DMs. Like, your daughter is such and such, such and such. I know her dad. I know her brother or her sister or whomever else. And that person wants to do Please don't do me that way. My name is not Barbara. My name is not Shirley. I'm not doing it no more. Just please don't do me that way. So, we are definitely doing the kids. And I'm definitely not on Facebook because I don't want them messages in my inbox like, hey, girl. Yeah. You know, we have the same baby daddy or my daughter, my sister, my brother, whomever has a child with. Oh, girl, I heard he did. Like, please don't. Mm -hmm. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. It was hard enough trying to raise it by myself under the strenuous circumstances of my first name being bitch all the time. Correct. Yes. (laughs) No, absolutely not. And after a while, I thought it you don't know about? It may be. Hmm. It may be. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it's definitely got to be the kid that find out about them. Okay, okay. If it's a if it's a sibling that I don't know about, and she's got to, you know, come to me and say, hey, Ma, I found out I have a sibling, you know, name is this, that, and the third. End of story. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm not entertaining. If I don't already know about him, I'm not out here searching. Okay. I'm not. I did offer her um, 
once we met the last one, I did offer her, I said, um, you know, would you like to meet all of your siblings? Because I believe she is the only one that has met majority, if not all of her siblings. Okay. She's the only one. And that's only because, I guess, because of me. I'm not sure. Um, she's the only one. And that's sad to say, you know, even at, you know, his mom's go- home going, you know, not all of the kids were there. And that's because there's unresolved issues with those parents oh. that, you know, there's no accountability. There's no apology with action, mm-hmm. you know. So, of course, you're going to have dysfunction and everybody's not going to be able to attend. Of course. And somebody's going to be mad because they didn't know the actual number was 10. They probably thought it was more like five or six. Correct. Correct. <laughs> and so... You know, you have those situations that come up. So, of course, absolutely not. She has not um, interacted with most of her siblings since. Um, She interacts with just a set few, and that would be more so the older siblings and then the youngest one. And uh, the youngest one, whatever whatever he puts his little eyes to, he can have. (laughs) He He looks so much like my daughter. And, you know, when my daughter comes to me and says, Mom, you know, I want to do a siblings tour because that's what I call it, a, a tour. Because mm-hmm. there's so many of them. You right. Let's do a tour. You trying to go on tour for your siblings? She said, let's do a siblings tour. So, you know, we made the last two years of high school like something where she could interact with her siblings and she could get to know them. She got to meet um, number six, which is another young lady. And she has my daughter's whole face. Oh. She has my daughter's whole face. I Man, every time I meet one of her siblings that I have not met before, I drop tears. I'm wow. crying. Yeah. Because it's emotional because I know what it's like. You got this beautiful baby out here. You might not have his support. He might not be co-parenting Correct. with you. Your first name might be like mine where you being called a bitch every day. Uh-huh. Man, and they are so beautiful. Like, all his, they're so beautiful. So beautiful and so deserving. Yeah. They're so deserving. Every last one of them. And there's no reason why they go without. There should be no reason they go without anything. A ride, a phone call, a hug, a kiss, anything. It shouldn't be no reason. It's just the fact that he's not in a place where he can bring all of us together, officially apologize and show some, put some action behind it and have all these babies in the same room. We are mature enough women that we can understand all that. We we mature. We are all mature. It's just the fact that he the common denominator yes. and he got to step up to the plate yes. and make it okay for everybody to be okay to be in the same room. Because mm-hmm. we can all help each other out. No doubt. We can all help each other out. If it's five women, ten children, and with him involved, we can all help these kids out so everybody has a successful upbringing. Yes. It should be no reason. We could be our own village. It should be no reason. No reason for any of this. We could definitely be our own village. Mm-hmm. We're all professionals. It's not like we all sitting on our butt. We are all professionals out here. We got all help each other out. It's just, it, it just makes no sense. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. I didn't. I don't know how to co-parent with that. I never learned how. I never learned how, you know, my fine, my mom, bless her heart, you know, graduation came and my mom made a promise that she would retire when my daughter graduated from high school. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes being an educator in this, in this world, 
you have so many things against you that your job is so stressful. Right. And my mom has diabetes. She has other health issues. Her sugar is dropping consistently while she at work. They call it 911. You know, it's just a lot going on with her health. And she leans into me graduation day and says, I'm going to be your baby daddy. I am signing up to do four more years and I am going to help you get her through college. Oh my God. I am so baby. (laughs) I'm so mad. Like I'm so mad. She shouldn't even have to do that. She shouldn't have to. It should be something that she does in addition to what we do. Right, And I don't have a we. It's just a me. So she felt so inclined to step in and step up and help me. Is this her only grandchild? It is. Okay. It is. It is. It is. And she is just... She is a blessing, man. She is a blessing. Like, just yesterday, you know, her sugar dropped so low, they had to call the ambulance up to the school. And while I'm dealing with my own health issues, I have to sprint up to her school and pick her up and deal with her and deal with myself at the same time. Right. And it's like, I don't have, you know, a co-parent that can co-parent with me and help me through anything, Mm -hmm. you know, that's dealing with our daughter Mm -hmm. because he's in his own feelings. So I'm, I'm highly pissed. So if I look bitter, I might be a little bitter. Call it what it is, whatever you want to call it. I got every right. I earned it. I earned this title. I earned it. I earned it proud. I earned it proud. I'm very happy in the place that I'm at. And man, I just wish, you know, everybody's health would stay up to par so they don't stress me out too much. (laughs) They all golden girls. So, you know, this age is kicking their butts. But they are the most helpful. My grandmother, my aunt, my mom. They are like my backbone. Right. And they just step up and step in without me even asking. I am so upset. I'm just upset that they even have to put their retirement to the side. And, or the, yeah. Yeah, their limited income. Because they retired all except my mom. You know, they got their limited income and everything. And they still want to step up and help her out and make sure that she has the best of the best while she's in college. Right. And she has two whole parents that could very well help. Yeah. It just, it just, I'm so upset. I'm upset. I'm very upset. Oh, but you know what? It's a blessing. It's, um, I'm trying to see the blessing because God forbid don't have that. I noticed a lot of women on social media have three, four, five baby daddies. And they're always complaining about how they're tired. They don't have any help. They don't have this. And I look at myself like, dang, I am really blessed. Oh, I wasn't taking this trip no more. <laughs> I am one and done. This man taught me very well. He taught me very well. Scarred me for life. I'm mm-hmm. never having no more kids. I'm done. In fact, I asked for a full hysterectomy. Like, hey, let's go ahead and uh, handle this. <laughs> and you know what? It could have easily been you could have you know, easily, if you were weak-minded, you could have been having baby after baby after baby after baby. Yeah, I'm definitely not doing that. Mm-hmm. Definitely couldn't do that. But thank God, it's just the kid. Yes. Yes. I was absolutely not. I was not going for another show. I wasn't going for a second round, third round with nobody else. Mm-hmm. That was it. Mm-hmm. I'm over it. Mm-hmm. I'm over it. Kids are blessing. This was absolutely a blessing. I just don't want to do it by myself no more. Yeah. 
the struggle is real. The stress is real. The tears are real. Like, how am I going to make this work? You know, she wants to do all these wonderful things. She wants to go sing here. She wants to perform there. She wants to go away to college. I don't want you to think that you can't do those things because it's just me. Right. No, no, no. We're going to make a way out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I know how to do. Mm-hmm. If I have to grovel and ask, I will. Mm-hmm. My sister gets on me all the time. Like, you have people there that will help you. Why don't you ask? Because I shouldn't have to. I don't want to. Like, it's almost like I'm punishing myself. Like, I put myself in this predicament. I got to get myself out. Let me at least do it myself first. Mm-hmm. I hate having to ask for help, which is why my golden girl. That's me. And I'm waiting to the last minute to ask. Like, the other oh, night, Friday, um, my children's cousin, which is their dad's first cousin, she always always gets them like she is like a big part of my village and so Saturday she was having a graduation party for her daughter well on Friday my girls um I took them to get their hair done like an hour away so I take them to get their hair done I sat around for that remind you my work schedule is crazy 2 a.m yes 2 a.m to 7 and so that day I worked 2 a.m to 10 30 I didn't have not one nap um, I'm basically running on fumes, so I drive them an hour to get their hair done, um, get my son, he gets a haircut, and my mom is like, well, I can drop him off, and I'm like, no, you know, why would, you know, I have you drop him off if I'm going that way anyway, by the time I got from picking my girls back up from getting their hair done to, you know, of course they're hungry. So I'm sitting in the Popeye's line for like 30 minutes. I don't know <laughs> what that was. I had to be to work at 2 a.m. By this time it's nine o'clock at night and one person wants Popeye's another person wants McDonald's oh so on a McDonald's and then I had (laughs) 30 more minutes to go drop my son off at this point I was like I really felt like crying like where is the help but I had just told my mother don't worry about it so I dropped my son off I I drive 30 more minutes to get to my house because I live in West Bubble and yep. I had to wake up maybe two hours later by the time I get comfortable enough to fall asleep my alarm's going off <sighs> see yeah <laughs> just, just, just a yeah. just a woosah yeah. it don't take much it don't take much I'm grateful for people that you know come through and say hey you know I want to take her to XYZ I want to do this with her you know I understand that you're trying to go to school or you're trying to do XYZ let me be you know some help to you let me uh, come pick her up and take her to the movie so you can study so you can do your essay or so you can get some rest or do whatever it is that you want to do <laughs> and my trust in you know uh, people watching my kid is very limited Oh, yeah, my children only go to the cousin's house, my parents' house. They're not going too far. <laughs> yeah, it's very limited. I don't even care if they don't have cell phones. They're still not going too far. Life 360 is so bomb. I mean, it's an app that I has been heard from Mm-hmm. And I had to be that helicopter mom for her. 
I had to be in the school and show my face all the time and let them know, like, please, number one, don't mess with my kid. Number two, please, listen, I need to see what your teachers look like. I need to go down the list and see who's teaching up in here to make sure there's somebody that does not associate with him and can't go back and tell him any of our business or give yeah. out anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to keep a peaceful life here. However, you know, situations come up and you got him asking for my address and I'm just grateful for the women that did not give it out. Correct. I'm just grateful they didn't give it out. I just don't know what he planned on doing or what the intention was. That's his motive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is his motive? You're not welcome. Mm-hmm. You're not welcome. It's not something that I want in my house. You're not welcome. You're not mature enough to handle it. It's, it's, you're not welcome. We can't co-parent. We can't co-parent. It can't be nothing. I can't do nothing with you're not a benefit you're not an asset you're a liability yeah (laughs) you're a liability at this point what am I going to do with you at this point you like your daughter's friend right you're like your daughter's friend I told her that she has to respect his position I don't care what he do what you don't like that he don't do you have to respect his position Mm -hmm. you have to respect his position it's a honor thy mother and thy father Yes, you know, in Exodus, that's what it tells you to do, right? So you shall do it. Mm-hmm. You gonna do it, regardless if you don't like it, don't like him, whatever the case may be. You gonna respect that man's position, regardless. Mm-hmm. And she came back and said, "Ma, I'll be eighteen soon." I was like, "Uh oh, wow." Okay, okay, okay. Like I'll be eighteen soon. I can say what I want. You ain't gonna be able to tell me much longer. You can advise me and suggest what I should say. However, I'm gonna do what I want when I turn eighteen. Okay, okay, you know. Okay, right. Everybody can catch. Look, everybody can catch that five finger slap. Don't don't think that you can't. You better stop playing with him. You know, don't don't do him like that. Like I said, you better respect him and respect his position. You don't know what what dad gonna show up. Yeah, you don't know if you're gonna get the Huxtable dad or the Incredible Hulk. You just don't know which one you're gonna get. And that's sad because you just don't know. You, j- I just don't know. So my protocols are crazy. They're mm. crazy. Like I'm trying to be proactive. I'm like, hey, you want to meet him? I don't. I don't mind you meeting him. I don't mind you hanging out with him. Just know some kick off. I'm not coming for you. Okay. Right. You need to barricade yourself in the bathroom or a room and call nine one one and get yourself an escort up out of there. I'm not coming. That's it. I'm not showing up. That's not just how that's going to go. So you get somewhere and he decided to act up and show out and you're a little uncomfortable, you got to get in there and get you an escort out. You need to find you a male, uh, an adult male that is not scared of that man that can be in the vicinity where you are when you go meet with him. Be proactive, not reactive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be proactive and not reactive. And I hate, I, I should never have to say that about your dad. I should never, I should never have to put protocols like that in place. I should never be made to feel that anything harmful or hurtful will come to you yeah. just by being in the vicinity. I should feel that there will be protection at all times. I should feel comfortable and safe, and I don't. I don't. In the past, when they do these little outings, you know, he would take her and her older brother to the movies. Oh, I'm not far. I'm not far. I'm sitting sitting with people just in case, just in case, just in case I'm not far and your GPS is on twice. I see you, you sharing your location and you got life 360. It's all good. (laughs) 
like I am so I'm circling the parking lot. I don't know what car he's driving. He don't know what car I'm driving. I hate to live like that. It's unreal, unreal, unreal. I hope he gets help eventually. Like he can see it and eventually gets help. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. It's it's absolutely gonna be there. Is no truth to anything. I didn't do none of that. I don't even remember doing none of that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. She lying. She probably making it up. Da da da. I'm sure I definitely look like the bad person. Not. I definitely look better. I could care less. Life is very peaceful without dealing with it. Mm-hmm. I promise you. To anyone ever going through drama, trying to co-parent with a with a with someone like that, it's an option. It's an option. It's an option for your peace and your health. Yeah. How you going to take care of a kid and you stressed out over what you're going through with somebody who's not even being an asset or any value to your child? How can you be a value to your child and you worried about what this person is going to do or worrying about these idle threats, whether or not they're going to come to fruition or not? Wow. You know how embarrassing it is to sit in a Sasha Bruce office to register for a domestic violence program. Mm. It's embarrassing as hell. Mm. I walked right out. <laughs> I walked right out. Was it your pride or what was absolutely it? Absolutely my pride. It was absolutely my pride. Absolutely. Because when you go to get the protective order and it's against a boyfriend or a significant other that is threatening you of some sort, they send you right to Sasha Bruce. There, okay. They send That's you right to Sasha Bruce. Yep. They send you to the Sasha Bruce house and have you do intake and you start going over the situation again. And then they start telling you, well, these are the options that we have. I am not going into no shelter. (laughs) I'm not entering into no witness protection type program. (laughs) I'm still trying to live my life. I.e., this is the recourse of you having to live your life outside that Sasha Bruce program. Wow. If I had any brother, an older brother or a dad who, you know, actually held some weight and didn't want to go back and forth and argue about who's doing wrong and who's doing what, you know, maybe, just maybe I could have gotten out sooner. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I had to work this out on my own and I'm forever grateful to the man that helped me move. Mm-hmm. I'm forever grateful to the man that helped me move. I never yeah. forget it. Never forget it. It was the start of the best thing that ever could happen ever could happen. I got my peace now. I'm not letting it loose. No, don't. I'm not letting it loose. <laughs> I'm having way too much fun. It's I'm having way too much fun. My whole disposition changed when I have to even be in the same room with the person or I have to deal with it because it's optional. It's always been optional. Right. And I always say, Ma, had you let me do this the way that I wanted to, we would not have these problems. Had you let me totally write this man off when I wanted to and supported me 100% instead of playing social worker, we would be a little bit better off. Oh, no, you too mean. You are so mean. It's not mean. I just have a different vision of how my life should be, and I don't need to be dealing with this. Mm-hmm. It's not an asset. It's actually a hindrance. Right. <sighs> I'm so grateful it's over. <laughs> Good. So what advice? Because we are coming up on two hours. Yo, wow. 
what advice would you give to an, another single mom who's just starting out, who the father isn't present? Get your I- village together. Mm-hmm. Get your get your village together. Get your good good girlfriends and your fa- your family as many family members as you can. You know, let them know the situation. You're not going to abuse it from time to time. You just need a little break. You're going to need someone to help you out. Mm-hmm. Um, try to find a position in a career that will allow you flexibility. I can't express flexibility enough. Um, my job has been so such a blessing to me uh, to offer telework and allow me the opportunity to take my kid to school every morning and be there when she get home have dinner ready for her on those days that I telework. It's just been a blessing to have a career um, in in a place where this work-life family balance can be done. Um, if I didn't have a career like the career I have and I actually had to, you know, physically go into an office every day and I didn't have the ability to drop her off and pick her up, mm-hmm. I would be more stressed out than I was, than I am now. I would be worried. I don't know what I would have done. Get your village together. Get a village together. There are absolutely some wonderful people out here that will love on your kid and take care of your kid and not worry about, you know, if the father is active or not. Um, Get yourself together. It takes a strong woman to deal with uh, raising a kid by yourself. Um, don't worry about being called bitter. Always think about the best interest of your kid. Think about what you want for them, what you don't want for them. Do you want them to deal with a man that is consistently disrespectful or inconsistent with his time and participation in your child's life? You have to make those determinations and those assessments. If anything, get counseling. I got counseling on many occasions. And my counselor definitely told me do not reintroduce that man into her life. I don't know what my daughter, you know, told the counselor. I was not in the session, um, but she did definitely let me know, one, not to reintroduce him in, and two, that my daughter was doing everything that she was doing to protect me. And at no point in time should a kid have to step into an adult's place to protect their parent. At no point. And she stepped up at the age of seven and started protecting me. And she's been doing it ever since. once she got to high school I'm like man this is not let me let me do what I'm supposed to do I'm supposed to protect you let me go above and beyond the call of duty and be that and I am mom and dad hi my name is Dre (laughs) I'm mom and dad (laughs) I'm mom and dad so I mean hey I don't celebrate Father's Day. However, I do. I have to operate in the capacity of both parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my name is Dre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I want to, Dre, I want to thank you so much for coming on as a guest because it takes a lot to share a story like yours. I don't even think, I probably would be embarrassed to say, hey, my children's dad has five other baby mamas with umpteenth other children. That's yeah, I don't think I could. And I'm sure a lot of people feel it's like that. life. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed of your story. Don't be embarrassed of it. We all go through situations in life. It's how you get over it, how you overcome it. And your sole purpose is to be someone else's help. Correct. 
Correct. So you could definitely be telling your story and someone else out there in your same situation or a similar situation that is not talking about it or not as vocal will hear this and take it and say, you know what? I know exactly what I need to do with myself. Yeah. Also, another thing, the kids, they have nothing to do with it. They're innocent. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they were born while y'all were together or not. The kids are innocent. They are innocent and treat them as such. They are an extension of your child and will always be an extension of your child. So if you can get together with the mom and y'all can come up with some type of agreement, y'all can be cool with each other and cordial. You don't have to be best friends. This is for your child. This ain't for you. This for your child. This ain't for you. Get Mm -hmm. them kids together. Let them hang out. Let them have a relationship. The best thing they can ever have is, is memories. Yes. Like, remember when we went to the movies? Remember when our mom let us have a slumber party? Remember when we did this? Those things far outweigh like any monetary gift that you could ever buy your kid. Mm-hmm. For them to have stories about their childhood together, that makes all the difference. Yes. And on top of that, you don't want your kids dating each other. I know. I know. I mean, you know? <laughs> yeah. You gotta look at it a certain way. Somebody gotta be the big girl and put the big girl draws on and, and deal. Yes. Somebody got a deal. And if you love kids, it's no way you could ever look an extension of your child as a sibling and say, man, I'm not going to deal with that unless the father is giving you some type of havoc or chaos. Mm-hmm. It's never the kid's fault. Always love on them. And, that, and anybody that knows me knows I love on all my kids' siblings. <laughs> I love on them. If she say, I'm going to a game, mom, take me to a game to support, take me to a show to support, we there. Yeah. No if and buts about it. No if and buts about it. I think the coolest thing for my kid was her thinking, you know, I'm going away to school. However, you know, I'm going to figure out how my schedule is going to be because I want to support my brother while he's in high school. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to go to his game sometime. And I'm like, dang, I ain't even have to say that. She just come up with this stuff on her own. Right. I like it. I like it a lot. You know, her planning, like, you know, while I'm on campus, you know, every now and again, I'm going to have my brother come up there, you know, my little brother, so he can come spend time with me on campus. This her, you know, this is her mindset. That's her thought process. She going to keep it going. So I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Whatever she need, I'm I'm totally here for it. I'm supporting it. Whatever call she make, I'm here. I'm here. And that's our job. That's our job. So as a woman, like, please. Don't ever look at the kids and, you know, treat them different or mistreat them in any form or fashion. That's an extension of your child. Mm-hmm. Treat it like it's your own. You would want somebody else to love on your kids. Right. Yep. Do the same. Do the same. And if I got, they got. Mm-hmm. And as long as they know that, we all got a village. We all got a village. It is what it is. Make good out the situation. You know, he got 10 kids by five women. It don't make no difference. Love on these babies. Yeah. Love on them. I don't care how old they are. Love on them. Mm-hmm. They asked for it. They was born into it. Love on them. I love all of them. Anything they ever asked for. If I got, they got. Mm-hmm. That's just the way I am. My best friend called me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I could never do that. You are a different woman. I did. Yeah. My mom, that situation. When you see my mom, you see me because my mom takes my daughter's siblings in just like hers, too. Good. So when I have, uh, when I go pick up the snacks that she picks up for my daughter, 
I'm picking up snacks for her youngest sibling too. And she <laughs> might have a toy too. So they'll both have like gifts and snacks at the house. So every time I'm going over there, she's got all their favorite cereals, some fruit snacks, Capri Sun. She's got toys and a shirt or a pair of jeans for the kid. Oh. She's doing everything. And she thinks about them, you know, while she's out shopping. Oh, I saw this outfit. What size does this one wear? I'm going to buy this. She is intricately involved as just as much as I am. Mm-hmm. And she sends me stuff like, hey, send this to so-and-so's mom. They got a program going on. Let them know that the program might be free, blah, blah, blah. She is on it. She thinks about them just as much as I do. And that's what you need. That's what you need. Somebody that definitely loves on your kid. Don't want nothing out of it except to see the kid do well. That's it. That's it. That's it. Like, I'm not, don't, she don't ask for nothing in return. She just want to see the kid do well. Mm-hmm. And that's the educator in her, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. At the end of the school year, they're giving away a curriculum, they're throwing away stuff, you know, that the school is no longer using. You know, the teachers can take it home or do whatever they want with it mm-hmm. if need be. She'll definitely say, Hey, you know, I have some extra school supplies that we're not going to be using next year. I'm bringing them home if you would like them to pass them on to, you know, this sibling, and they can use those. She's definitely that mom. I have a whole curriculum in the house. See? <laughs> <laughs> a whole kindergarten curriculum in the house with puppets and all types of stuff. She mm-hmm. is just that mom. You know, she thinks about it. You know, thinks about these children. And you want people like that in your circle. Get you a village. Mm-hmm. You know, be a sister wife. You know, not that y'all all sleeping with the same man. The sister wife is just you being there for the other siblings' moms and the other siblings. It don't have to be all this animosity and chaos. Everybody grows up and matures and everybody can get together and do something for these kids, whether the father is involved or not. It's just, it just takes everybody to be on the same accord and say, you know what, forget what he may think. I don't, I don't care what type of drama may come, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and interact and, you know, deal. And we can't have no Barbara Shirley incident. So don't call and, you know, <laughs> hey... I heard you had a kid and, you know, don't call confirming whether or not the kid is biologically, you know, that one or not. Just accept it for what it is and move on. Hey, I have a kid, too. Let's get them together. Let's interact. Let's uh, start, you know, letting them, you know, meet one another. And then we bring everybody else in. Let's just have a day where we meet everybody. Let's not call each other and say, hey, I heard you. You had a baby with him. So how old is your kid? You know, start interrogating the woman because it starts off bad that way. Mm-hmm. putting her in the hot seat asking her about her relationship with a man who probably lied to her about you too so, I mean you know let's not try to figure out where the lies you know crossed or met up or who was in the wrong or who was the other woman let's move past that and let's think about your kids let's think about them because that's our future right there that's our future you don't want them in no damn therapy talking about well this is how I grew up and you know when I turned five another sibling came in when I turned seven you know I hadn't seen my dad for a while another one came in yeah. let's not do all that let's just get them together now before they have to meet up you know another way mm-hmm. funerals they're never a great way for kids to finally have a family reunion and say oh so your aunt such and such your cousin such and such I never met you you know, I never got the chance to meet you or deal with you or anything like that. You know, let's let's put all that aside and deal with the kids. 
that's just it. Get you a village, baby. A village is awesome. Yep. A village is awesome. I mean, a village. <laughs> a village. 